Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning and welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Mary McKenna in for Kelly Scanlon and today we are talking about the struggles and the obstacles that you can overcome with the right training, with the right knowledge. In rural America, it is hard to uh, own a business if for no other reason than staffing that business. And our guest today is Dr. Sabrina Starling, the business psychologist and author of How to Hire the Best, the Rural Small Business Owner's Ultimate Guide to Attracting Top Performing Employees. Now, that is due for an international release on May 30th, and she joins us into the studio. We're going to hop right onto the subject matter. Good morning, Dr. Starling. Good morning, Mary. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Our pleasure. Now, I grew up in a very small town. It's become more of a bedroom community to Kansas City, but a population anywhere from, at the time, about 3,000 to 4,000 people. And it's difficult when you live in that type of a situation or you open a business in that small of a hamlet, if you will, to get some top-performing employees without breaking the bank. And that is one of the issues that you speak about and have written about in your upcoming book. Yes, it is. I, I have been working with rural small business owners for over 10 years now. And initially, when I started working with them, they came to me because they wanted help with work-life balance. And I would work with them on, on work-life balance. And I, I would listen to them. And I realized, you know, it's not that they don't want a work, healthy work-life balance or that they don't know what to do to have good work-life balance. The, the underlying issue is that they don't have the help they need as their businesses are growing in order for them to step away from, or to even feel comfortable stepping away from their business. I mean, time and time again, I would hear them say, you know, I work 60 to 80 hours a week, if not more, in my small business, and I wear all the hats, and I might have one or two good employees, but the rest I can't trust to be away because who knows what they'll do. And so I would talk to them about firing those employees that they can't trust and replacing them with top performing employees. And over and over, I would hear them say, well, you just, we're in a rural area and you just can't, there, there's no way to get a business full of top performing employees to grow the business. And that's what I started hearing underneath all of that is we have opportunities to grow our businesses. There's more work out there that we're purposely not going after because we don't have the employees and we know if we go after the additional work it's going to be us doing the work and and we're already so busy why bother and that stifles economic growth in a rural area and it's it's damaging to the communities and I got to thinking what if we in rural America are all buying into a myth that's not true and, and that myth is that because you're a rural business owner, you can't hire top performing employees to grow your business. And I started challenging that myth and I, and I set out to see what successful rural business owners were doing who did have growing companies who had hired top performing employees, what their secret, secrets were. And those were the interviews I conducted and that's what I share in my book. So it's a myth, is it? I mean, how do you find top-performing 
employees in a, well, you're working with a much smaller pool, aren't you? Absolutely. We're, you're working with a small labor pool and, and that's the challenge. So in any population, no matter what size the population, you can bet that only about 90% of the, or I'm sorry, only about 10% of the population is going to be an A player. And I define an A player as an employee who will go the extra mile in your business. They are driven and motivated. They have your back. They're good problem solvers that, you know, obstacles are just challenges to them to, to be overcome. And you can trust them in your business. So only about 10% of the population is an A player. And in a rural area, if you have a, a town of 3,000, well, 10% of 3,000 is a very small number. And so in, in a larger metropolitan area, that's a, that 10% is a higher um, number. But it's still a challenge no matter what size community or, or area you live in, it is a challenge to find A players. And one of the things you have to realize is that um, of that 10%, many of them are not employable. They're either under the age of, you know, their children or their adolescents <laughs> and, and they're not, the, or, or they're retired or maybe they have a disability and are unable to work at, 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 for a while. And so your numbers get even smaller. But then what's really hard is that A players who are employable are not out looking for work. They always have a job. And so when you have an open position and you run a classified ad or you post it out there on, a, on like monster.com or whatever, the people that come your way through job service or your classified ad, they're out there looking for work and they're not necessarily going to be A players. And so you have to have a, a different set of strategies for attracting these A players. I know having underperforming employees costs businesses uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars every year, but it does boil down to a money issue, doesn't it, to get an A player in a smaller, uh, less populated area? Yes. So this is one of the things that a lot of business owners would tell me is I just can't afford to compete with the oil field or you know, whatever the major employer is in that area, I just can't afford to compete with their, their wages that they pay. Well, if you think about it, one A player can do the work of nine to 12 C or D players, the, the marginal employees. And if you decide that you're going to pay low wages, what you're going to attract are marginal employees. You get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. And so if you decide that you're going to hire A players, you need to be prepared to pay in the 90th percentile um, to attract them and retain them. But it doesn't just come down to pay. There are a lot of intangible perks that small businesses offer A players that they can't necessarily get working for a larger company. And just an example of that is um, the freedom and flexibility that an employee can have in a small business to be able to go to attend a, a son's baseball game or a parent's activity at the schools. So a lot of small business owners are able to give employees the time to do that and be flexible with them. Um, and that that's one perk that they may not have if they work for a larger corporation. Another perk, um, especially for motivated, driven employees, is that in a small business, there are so many roles to be filled. There's the opportunity for a top-performing employee to advance 
um, into higher and higher level positions with more and more responsibility in that small business very quickly. Whereas if they're working for a larger corporation, it may take them years to move up. And of course, if they move up, then they become more valuable and hireable by other companies. But that is one of the risks associated with that, I suppose. How much? Tell us a little bit. Let's delve a little deeper into your interview process. How many people did you talk to over what length of time? Tell us a little bit about your research. Okay, so I started doing these interviews uh, about four years ago, and I would would go to small business owners who had. Um, successful businesses, and when, I, when I'm saying successful businesses, there were indicators that those businesses had been growing over the last few years and that they had a good reputation um, among their peers. When people would go into the business, they felt treated well by the employees. And so I would go to these business owners and I would ask them, you know, you, t- tell me about your best employees and, and how did you hire them? And time and again, I heard them say, you know, I don't know that I really know how to attract top performing employees. These employees that I have, these these really good ones, it was luck. And, and I don't know that I can replicate that. Well, I have a belief that luck is no accident. And so I would ask more questions and I would, you know, ask, well, how did you, so, so Joe is a great employee. How did Joe come to work in your business? And what I would hear is, well, so-and-so referred Joe to us, or Joe was one of our best customers, or um, one of our other employees knew Joe and thought he would be a good fit and, suggest- and brought Joe to me. And that is really the, the pillar of what underlies these strategies, is that for, for small business owners to realize that in order to attract top performing employees, you always need to be networking. And you want to have a full pipeline of prospective top-performing applicants. And it doesn't mean that they're unemployed and waiting for you to call them, but you've been building connections with them and getting to know them, and you've stayed in contact with them so that when you do have an open position, you call them up. And I have a saying that A players hang together. So... If you know one A player and you can tap into their network, then you all of a sudden you have a network of A player people that you can you can stay in contact with. And, and if a small business owner says, well, I don't know any A players, well, I challenge that because you know yourself, you're an A player, you're, you're a small business owner with a growing business. And so you need to start thinking about your networks and the other people that you know in your network. And I take my clients through a process of defining their ideal employee for their business. And it starts with identifying who the business's top customers are and what the business is uniquely known for, the sweet spot of the business and the systems that exist within that business to support the sweet spot. And then we look at around the sweet spot of the business, if that's going to grow, what are the positions that that business is going to need to fill? And so we create the ideal role chart for this growing company. And then we look at what are the the most immediate needs to be filled to take care of the business's top customers. And once we identify that, then we step back and we look at if, if you are going to hire an employee who is going to take exceptional care of your very best customers, what personality characteristics and strengths and values are going to be needed to do this role exceptionally well? 
and the, I get the business owner to start defining those characteristics for me. And that's how we build the ideal employee avatar for each position in the business. Once you have a clear picture in your mind of the ideal employee that you're looking for, it's much easier to go out into your network of A players, including your current top performing employees, and say, we're growing again, we have an opening, and this is the kind of person we're looking for to fill this position. Who comes to mind? And that's very different than saying, who do you know like this who's looking for work? Because <laughs> that, that is no one, it, those people aren't looking for work. And, and what you're doing is you're just saying, if you know someone like this, put me in contact with them so I can open up a, a conversation with them. They may or may not become your employee. They may be very happy in their current job, but they also have a network of people that they're connected to, and they may refer someone to you. And one of the strategies that works exceptionally well is to have an, an employee referral incentive program. So once you define the type of employee that you're looking for for the position that you have open and you let your A players in your network know what kind of person you're looking for and then you say, and I have an employee referral incentive program and if you send someone my way and I end up hiring them, I, I send you a check for $2,000. Well, that will all of a sudden people will start sending you names <laughs> yeah. left and right and and you'll have no problem you'll have you'll have the cream of the crop to start picking from we're talking with Dr. Sabrina Starling the author of how to hire the best the rural small business owners ultimate guide to attracting top performing employees we're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a moment you're listening to smart companies radio on blogtalkradio.com and we'll be right back interested in growing your business Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level, whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature. Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check them out at IThinkBigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing businesses. Visit them today at IThinkBigger.com. I'm Sarah. I'm Ellen. One night, I was at a bar. One night, I was at a bar. I had one too many drinks. I had one too many drinks. I got behind the wheel. I got a cab. A squirrel ran across the road. A squirrel ran across the road. I swerved. The cab swerved. I hit a guy. The cabbie just missed a guy. I I wish I took a cab. Thank goodness I took a cab. You have the choice to save a life. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Tamika Bryant. And I'm Christy Porter. We're here to talk about real estate that matters. We're going to talk about everything real estate. Anything you want to know from buying a house to selling a house, from investing in real estate to flipping real estate. We invite you to listen every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. or on demand with our podcasts. Right here on Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio at blogtalkradio.com. Just tune in at 9 o'clock Thursday. <laughs> yeah, squirrel. <laughs> Can we just do that? 9 o'clock, don't touch it. Just sit by your radio and wait. Welcome back and good morning. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Mary McKenna in for Kelly Scanlon today. And Dr. Sabrina Starling is with us talking about her research and her forthcoming book that will be internationally released at the end of this month, How to Hire the Best, the Rural Small Business Owner's Ultimate Guide to Attracting Top 
employees. So glad you could be here with us today. And talking about the problems that smaller businesses, especially rural area smaller businesses have in acquiring the top people. How do you deal with the staff that you currently have? Let's say you've got about 10 employees. What do you do with the low-hanging fruit? What do you do with the employees still at the office who are, well, they're not really cutting it? That's a great question. So when I first started working with small business owners, I, I, te- I, I teach coaching skills. I teach small business owners how to coach their employees for better and better performance because really the profits in your business lie within your payroll. If you have top performing employees, you're going to have a much more profitable business. If you have these mediocre employees, they're they're eating away at your profits like you mentioned earlier, Mary. It's costing you thousands because of they, they make mistakes, they there's rework that has to be done and they drive away your best customers with their behaviors. And so if you think, well, I can't hire top performing employees, I'm really struggling. So I'll just do the best with these eight that I have and my two really good ones. And maybe if I coach these eight, I can turn things around. Well, a lot of times those employees are not going to be coachable. Um, One of the things that you need to be asking yourself is, are these employees that I currently have, are they coachable? And a sign that an employee is coachable is that they are open and eager for your feedback on their performance in any way where anywhere that they're not performing adequately, they want to know what to do to turn things around. So when you give them feedback, they take it in, they don't get defensive and, and start pointing fingers and saying, well, it's, it's really Sam's fault that I did that and it's not my fault. Um, they'll say, oh, I didn't realize that. And absolutely, I want to do better in that area. Help, can you help me with X, Y, and Z? I think that would help me. And, and so you want to see them take in your feedback, go out and, and do better and come back to you and say, I did this. How am I doing? Those are, that's, a, that's what A players do. Um, and the, that's a sign of being coachable. If you have employees who aren't coachable, don't waste your time trying to coach them. Because what happens is that you start to question yourself as a leader in your company and you start to say, I don't know that I am cut out to lead this team this in this growing company. I don't know that I can, I can get the performance that I need. When you start having that, that kind of self-doubt, it, it's going to filter through your business and it's very detrimental. So you need to look at your worst performing employees and fire them. Um, and as you start replacing employees, try to use the strategies that I teach to attract higher and higher performing employees. So if you're firing a D player and replacing that with a B player, that's great, even if you don't get an A player. So I, I, I say try to hire up every time you hire. And the idea is that you don't want to clean house. You don't want to, you know, if you have 10 employees, two are great and, and the rest are mediocre, you don't want to fire those eight employees, but you want to start gradually replacing them and trying to hire up every single time. What kind of resistance do you get when you come into a, a small business in, in a rural community? What are, what are they telling you, no, Dr. Starling, that's not going to work? That's a great idea, but it's not going to work here. Yeah, usually I have very little resistance because they're desperate <laughs> they, <laughs> and they know that the strategies I teach work. So I, have, I have success studies and, and um, stories that I share with them. But it, when there is resistance, it's around paying higher wages. And so usually I spend a, at least one or two 
coaching sessions with them, walking them through the numbers and showing them, let's look at what it's really costing you to have these mediocre employees on board. And let's look at when you hire an A player and you pay them top wages and you're getting nine to 10, nine to 12 times the performance out of them. And you're able to trust them and hand off higher and higher levels of responsibility. What does that free you up to do that will bring in revenue for the company? And that's when the light bulbs go on. When, when a business owner can see that if they have employees that they can trust and they can hand off more and more responsibility, that business owner is able to function at a higher level for the company and attract more work and better clients, better customers, better projects then they can see, oh, it is worth the investment to pay these higher wages to attract these top performing employees. I can afford it. And as a matter of fact, I can't afford not to. What do you think a $15 minimum wage will do to small businesses in rural areas? Oh, that's that's a great question. So the challenge here is that when you're hiring employees that have no skills and they need to be trained, and you're being forced to pay a, a high minimum wage, it detracts from what you're able to pay for your, your top performing employees. Um, basically, it's a situation that you have to look at in your business and, and say, if I have to pay $15 an hour, I need to make sure I'm hiring the, the best. And what I recommend is that you hire the best into those, those minimum wage positions that you can get and advance them quickly, give them opportunities to advance quickly. So what what happens is A players want the opportunity. If they're coming in at a minimum wage job, they want the opportunity to grow and advance. And that's a perk that you can offer to attract the top performing ones to a, a $15 an hour minimum wage job. And then you want to give them opportunities to advance very quickly. And you want to show them when you're interviewing them specifically what criteria they have to meet to be able to advance. And as a psychologist, I would suggest that you make the initial criteria that they need to advance very tangible and easy to obtain because it'll motivate them and they'll see, okay, I can advance and I will do these things. Um, The other thing that I would suggest that you do is that you have very clear performance criteria laid out so that when you're paying all of your, your entry level employees a $15 an hour minimum wage, they know exactly what's expected of them during the first week of their employment, the first month, the first three months, the first six months, and the first year. And anytime you have employees who are not hitting those criteria, you cannot afford to keep them around. You've got to let them go. You've been sharing some great information with us today, Dr. Sabrina Starling, of course, our guest on Smart Companies Radio. And you have some secrets, five secrets, right, to exceptional employee performance. And where can people find those five secrets? Okay, I have a training that I offer, and I'm going to offer this to your listeners, my five secrets to exceptional employee performance. What they need to do is text the word POTENTIAL, P-O-T-E-N-T-I-A-L, to the number I'm going to give you. 1-614-610-1122. So text the word POTENTIAL to one 610 No operators will call. 
That's right. Do text that number if you want the five secrets to exceptional employee performance. And if people want to get in touch with you, in addition to maybe doing that, sending that text, bring you in to consult with their company, how would they reach out to you? I would suggest um, using the contact form on my website at tapthepotential.com, T-A-P-T-H-E-P-O-T-E-N-T-I-A-L.com. Well, I'm not sure we necessarily cured any ills today, but I do believe we did put some food for thought on the table, and there may be a small business owner or two out there thinking, this is exactly the message I needed to hear today, and they'll be in touch. And we appreciate your time here at Smart Companies Radio. Well, thank you for having me, Mary. I appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. And if you'd like to learn more about growing your business, check out our website, ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook at Thinking Bigger Business and on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.